My daughter plays a game every time she washes her hands. So she uses the foaming hand soap and kind of like looking at clouds in the sky, she declares each squirt of foam a special shape. So she might see a dog or a caterpillar or faces in the hand soap. And it is amazing. This is one thing that I love about kids. I love their willingness to see possibilities in ordinary things. Y'all, your weeks may feel ordinary. One thing that I love about planning practices is that they can create a situation in which you are able to see the possibilities and the ordinariness, ordinariness, is that a word, of a day or a week or a month. And today I'm going to offer you a tutorial, a guide on how to plan your week so that you can start your week calm and with a sense of possibility. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals, playfully and lightly. Let's get started few things before I get started. First, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I am absolutely tickled that so many of you are listening. I am now a top 3% podcast globally, which is bonkers. So I really appreciate y'all listening to me. Also, I want to connect to you. I know that there are faces, (laughs) there are real ears, people, bodies, humans with lives that are listening in on this, and I would love to connect with you. I too am a real life human, and so I would like I would like to connect with you all. And one way that you can do that is through the Facebook group, Plan Go Plan. I will link it in the show notes. You can also head over to Facebook and just join the Plan Go Plan Facebook group. It's a great, great community. We're getting it rolling. I really want to be able to connect with y'all through that. So join. Just do it. So I was thinking about how I kept track of things before I started planning. And because it's not like I was completely flying by the seat of my pants or it's not like I didn't have any planning skills. <laughs> I I would plan and I would get things done, but it wasn't very consistent. It wasn't very systematic. And I know that it wasn't all in one place. I know that I would keep post-it notes all over the place with different to-dos. I I have no idea where I kept a lot of my appointments. I will say that for most of my 20s and some of my early 30s, I didn't quite have as many appointments, meetings, things like that as I do now. But I still don't, I have no clue where I wrote it all down or if I just kept it in my head. It wasn't until, um, it was probably five, seven years ago, definitely seven years ago, 
because that's when I had my son Harper, when I really, really, really had to start writing things down because I just couldn't, I couldn't remember anything. I was really exhausted with that, running those newborn hours. I also needed to keep everything all in one place because I was just feeling so scattered. I didn't feel like I could keep anything. And so I really worked hard and little by little, I started creating a system of planning. And I would do daily planning, a weekly planning, a monthly planning. And I tried different things like time blocking and creating my ideal week and time audits. You know, if there is a time management tool, I've done it. And so today what I really want to walk you through is one of the things that really helped ground me, that really started putting my system into place. And that was my weekly planning practice. So you can do this practice whenever you'd like. For me, it really works to do it at the end of the week. So it's actually part of my Friday shutdown ritual. I like to pull out my planner, write down all my appointments for the next week, organize my to-dos so that on Monday I can open up everything and everything will be ready to roll. This is really straight up planning. So I'm not going to go through some of the reflective practices that are also part of this routine for me. We're just going to get to the nitty gritty. And I think that I have it down to maybe five steps and a couple bonus steps. So the first step when you're doing your weekly planning is to just enter all your appointments, all of your due dates, and all of what I'm calling foundational activities. So if there is a place you need to be, whether that is a dentist appointment, a work appointment, picking up your kids, I want you to put that in your planner. Also, any due dates that you might have. This could be bills that are due. This could be work-related deadlines, library books that are due. Any due dates that are coming up for just that next week, I want you to write those down. And then I want you to put down what I'm going to call for right now foundational activities. And these are activities that support your well-being. And I want you to put those on your calendar right now. You're prioritizing them. You are making them as important as your appointments and your due dates. So for some of you, this might be exercise. This might be making sure that you create space for a date with your partner. It might be making sure that you carve in an hour of alone time every single day. I don't know what those foundational activities are for you, but I want you to take a moment and I want you to think, what are those activities that support my well-being? It might be making sure that you are cooking home-cooked meals every single night. And so giving yourself space for that. List those foundational activities along with due dates and appointments. Put them all in. Keep everything on your calendar. And you can use a digital calendar or a paper planner. I use both. The second step is to do a brain sweep of all of your to-dos. I recommend deciding on some categories to help you focus in. So these categories, you might have home and then work, and then you might further divide those into categories. So under home, you might have cleaning, what cleaning needs to happen this week, what errands need to get ran, what are the things that are coming up for my kids this week. For work, 
I divide my work into four groups. So I run a theater, I oversee a program, and I teach classes, and then I have an other. And that's a lot of my service or research responsibilities. So you might think about, can you divide your work up into different categories too? And then you just start writing all of the to-dos that you have for just the next week. Try to have a place to keep your to-dos. This might be a sticky note list. Erin Condren has one. They are just about an inch, inch and a half wide. And there's just check marks and a little line. And they're probably, I don't know, six inches long. What's nice is you can jot down your to-do list on these little sticky notes and you can move them if you want. Your planner might have a place where you can jot down your to-dos for the week. I actually cross off my Saturday and Sunday on my planner. And I sometimes just use the lines that are for those days to keep my to-do list. Maybe you use an app on your phone. It doesn't really matter, but you should just have one place. One place, y'all. And that's your go-to place. So your first step is you're entering all your appointments, your due dates, and your foundational activities. Your second step is you're brain sweeping your to-dos. Your third step is to review your tasks. Do any tasks need to be completed on certain days? So you just did this brain sweep where you have all of these to-dos listed. Do any of these need to occur on a certain day? For example, if your kid has a project for school due on Thursday, you might need to add a to-do on Tuesday and Wednesday that says work on project for kiddo. I only load in the tasks that need completed on a particular day. I keep the rest of my to-do list and when I have time, I prioritize them. So you might list them in order, you might write numbers next to them, or maybe you highlight them with different colors and one color is high priority, one color is medium priority, and one is low priority tasks. By doing this, when you have a little slot of time, you can just glance at your to-do list Go, okay, what can I get done in this amount of time? And what's the highest priority items that I have? Start there, then work your way down. So after you've put all your activities and tasks on your calendar, I want you to name your weekly top three. What are three things that if you do, you will feel good about your week? Name those things. Write them down somewhere. Someplace you can see them. I write them right at the top of that week of my planner. You could use a sticky note and put it on your computer. I don't care, but write them down. And then I want you to make sure that your week includes the things that matter to you most. Look at the week that you've created with all your appointments, your due dates, your foundational activities, with all of your tasks plug in. Are the things that matter most to you present in your week? And if not, why not? And what needs to give? So I think that was four steps. Step one, to enter all of your appointments, due dates, foundational activities. Step two, brain sweep to-dos. Step three, review your tasks. And step four, name your weekly top three. So I got a couple of bonus steps for you. So if you haven't already, I want you to think of one delightful thing you can add to your week? What is one thing you can do that will bring you delight, joy, play to your week? When will you do this? 
Give yourself something to look forward to. Your second bonus step is to add some stickers to your planner. Y'all, stickers are fun, and it can make your to-do list seem a lot more fun if there's little strawberries and orange slices (laughs) in sticker form on your planner. Trust me, it's a nice way to add some delight to a, a task that for some can create anxiety. Y'all, planning your week doesn't have to take that long. The steps that I just listed to you usually take me 15 to 20 minutes to complete each week, and it will make such a difference in terms of making you feel calm, making you feel focused, and inevitably, when something doesn't go as planned, you are going to be more prepared because you did plan. You're going to be able to be flexible, be adaptable, because you can quickly look at your calendar, look at everything that needs to happen the rest of the week, and toggle things around if you have to. Y'all, I wish for you an easy week. I wish for you a week that is planned and organized, a week that prioritizes your foundational activities, a week that prioritizes your values and the things that matter most to you. I hope that when you sit down and plan, you can see the possibility in the ordinary, the ordinary of each day. I wish for you calm and I wish for you delight. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.